0: Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana, or Eshen Brenda Shoshana, whatever name you want, back for another episode of <clears throat> Then Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, and my everyday life, one everyday life, every day. Life goes on and on, on and on, and it does seem so much that is always going forward, forward, another day, another day, another hour another meal, another friend, another encounter, on and on. That's somehow the way we live our lives, on and on, and your everyday life, embedded in time, embedded. And that's a good word for it because we are very much creatures of time, or at least we think we are, and I would say that that is one of our greatest sufferings, the illusion, and it is an illusion, that we are going forward <laughs> day by day. I have to get there, I have to rush, in fact, there's a rush, there's a pressure, there's a, a strain, oh my gosh, what happens if, if my time runs out and I don't get there, I don't make it? Make what? Zen asks you, make what? Going where? It stops that restless train of thoughts and feelings which really drive us mad, mad from one agitation to another. What happens if it doesn't work out? What happens if it does work out? What happens? What happens? What happens? What happens? Always what's next. That seems to be a mantra, an unconscious mantra in the human world, as if we have to make what's next good. We have to make it good. Listen to that. It's up to us. We're in charge. Whatever happens next, it's up to us to make it good. And again, we're really locked then very fiercely into the world of duality, bad and good. This next moment might not be good. This one is. Got to hold on to this one. Excuse me. Who knows what's coming next? We don't know. We don't know. And from a broader perspective, a bigger perspective, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) There is no next. Every moment is your everyday life, it's this moment, only, only. Now it doesn't seem that way, it seems as if one moment follows another and if we do what's right, if we achieve our so-called goals, we'll end up where we want to be. And so again, as I said before, there's this huge pressure, pressure every moment. We're not really available to live our life as it is, which is so beautiful. And so painless, oddly enough, painless. Now you might say, how could that possibly be? How could our life be painless? Things happen. Well, on the one hand, pain comes, feelings come. I had such a bad cold, unexpectedly for a bunch of days. But it was still very lovely. I can't explain why. Because I didn't really need it to be something else for those particular days. Okay, a cold let me be with it. Let me dance with it. <clears throat> Let me explore it. Let me just be. Here it is. No pressure, pressure to get well quickly. My One of my great teachers, Kuta Roshi, he said a beautiful thing once. He said, when you're sick, just be a sick person. <laughs> That's it, no problem. No problem at all, life presents certain moments and we are those moments, and then new moments arrive by themselves, by themselves. They're just arriving and leaving. We add next, next, next. We add what it is that has to happen down the road, who I have to become down the road, and that creates a great deal of pressure and strain and even sorrow in our lives. So the title of our podcast for today is Go Back to the Beginning. And even the idea of a beginning, it's not quite right, but we use language. So it means stop this restless chain of moments and just be thoroughly in one moment. And every moment is actually the beginning. Now, that's a strange thought, but it's a very, if you look at it from a very large perspective, if you take off all the shackles of past, present, and future, which we put onto our lives, which we label our lives, oh, that happened in the past, that's going to happen in the future, take, and that's where all the fear comes, the dread comes, the refusing The refusal of life, that's where that comes from. There's another way to live. It's a very radical way, basically, but a very, very productive, oddly enough, creative and and healing, happy way to live. And that's to take off the shackles of time. Go back to the beginning. Forget about what's next. Forget about what happened before, just this moment right now. What is it? Where is it? Now, that's a tremendously valuable koan. Where is this moment right now? We don't usually think that way. We just get swept up. Like, you know, when you're at the beach, which I love the beach so much, you're at the beach, the waves come, It's and they f- Boom. It's so easy to get swept up into the waves, into the foam, into the tide. We enjoy that actually. It's like getting swept up into the roller coasters at the amusement parks, swept up, taken away by the waves of life. It's very easy for that to happen, unfortunately. And and I say, unfortunately, because although it might be enjoyable for a little while, before we know it, we're feeling, "Where am I? What happened? What happened? Where did I? How did I end up here? Where did I go? How did? How is this happening now?" And many people feel that way. What happened? Life goes on and on. You're maybe you're in a relationship, and suddenly it's ended up some strange place, and you say, "How did this happen?" How did I end up here? You know, all of these phrases, they're so primal and they're so much koans. They're worth, they're really worth considering carefully. And by considering carefully, I don't mean analyzing. I don't mean beating ourselves up about. I mean just really noticing them watching what happens when we get pulled up and pulled away by the shore, by the time frames we put on things. We just get swept away. Now, when we go back to the beginning, when we start again, we know it. This uh, where we are somehow. Somehow our feet are planted on the shore. I'm in the beginning. Here I am. Here I am. And the moment comes, and we are with the moment. We're not getting pulled away or thrown away by the moment or by whatever the experience might be. Especially in this day and age, so many getting swept off their feet, swept away by fear, by anxiety, by forecast, by dread, swept away. And actually the way to stop all of that dread is to stay rooted in the moment as it comes, moment by moment. There's a very famous Zen koan, which I really will talk about much more in depth in another podcast, but somehow relates very much to our talk for today. And this is the koan, let me share it with you. I'm sure many of you have heard it. It's It's a koan that many Zen students take on throughout the centuries, really. Throughout the centuries. This very simple, supposedly or seemingly simple koan. And here it is. A student went to Joshu, who was a great, great Zen master, and questioned him. The student said, does a dog have Buddha nature? Now, Buddha nature, is supposedly it says in the teachings all beings have buddha nature that's one of the tenets or me or you could say all beings are buddha nature which means the nature of awakeness compassion exaltation all beings are buddha nature have buddha nature that's a fundamental teaching in zen and so this student went to Joshu, the Zen master, and he said, Does a dog have Buddha nature? And Joshu answered, Mu. Mu. As my, one of my teachers would put it, Mu, very deeply mu. And that means no. That's one of the meanings of mu, the intellectual meaning of it. And the koan is, what is moo what is it what is moo now students grapple with that sometimes for years actually years are not enough (laughs) moo gets deeper and deeper lifetimes centuries and they still are throughout the centuries that question persists it won't go away what is moo sometimes it's thought of as nothingness. Mu. No. What is it? What is it? Now, of course, books and books and treaties have been written on this very great question. What is mu? Rather than a whole intellectual response to this questioning student, Shu stopped his intellectual ramblings with one fierce word, mu. No, stop it, he was saying. No, stop it. Go deeper, go into that. No, stop it. Go deeper. Just be that. Be with that. This this koan and working on it, sitting in zazen with it, not analyzing it, not thinking about it, but sitting in it, <laughs> Just sitting in it, it, the way they describe working on a koan is like a mother hen sitting on her nest, waiting for her chicks to become born, ready. Just keeping them warm, that's all. Sitting on her nest, keeping those little chicks warm. And and that's what we do when we sit in zazen and, and we just sit with it. We keep the question warm. We sit with it we become it. So, so why? Why is this question so relevant? Why does it resonate through the centuries? And what does it have to do with the, the podcast today of go back to the beginning, to the beginning? And that's what it forces you to do, actually. Koans really have a power. They force you <laughs> when you take them on. Like a red hot ball of iron, someone said. They really grab you and you grab them and they force you to somehow behave or react or be different than you were before you took them to your heart. So, what is this What is this koan? How is it taking us back to the beginning? Well, if we're caught up in the tides swimming around, flailing around, not know where we're being pulled to here or there. It pulls us out of the tide, that certainly does that. It pulls us, boom, right out of the ocean that we're drowning in maybe, maybe drowning in it. Maybe, maybe flailing around in the ocean. That koan, it will pull us right out, plant us, boom, right on the shore. It'll stop our wild flailing, we'll sit still, will be at the beginning, will be back home. In these days in particular, rather than going forward on and on and on in the midst of such chaos, and, and it's not only these days. Here it's these days it's everything is very prominent, very obvious. It's all come to the surface. But our life in this world is basically, whether we see it so clearly or not, it is by its very nature, can be anyway very chaotic. When we, are, when we are actually being pulled here and there and everywhere, next, next, trying to achieve this, achieve that, become this, become that. And we may even achieve it, and then two, three minutes later, five minutes later, it's all taken away. Or forget how long, whatever the time frame. So let's go back to the beginning. Sit down on the shore. No. Pick up, no, 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 I'm not taking that ride. No, no, no. No, I'm sitting in the moment that comes. One moment at a time. One breath at a time one day one task at a time mu as we practice with that year after year maybe decade after decade maybe century after century see all of these time frames ultimately become irrelevant as we practice with this great koan and another way to think of it is great instruction, great guidance from the ancient days, supposedly. Although once we take it up, Joshua's right here with us now. We we, we join the stream of those who have grappled with it. Where is time then? Where has it gone? <laughs> so I offer this to you today. I offer you this beautiful gift of Mu, and I offer you the great instruction to go back to the beginning. Way back to the beginning where some of you may never have been before. So I look, we're going to say, gosho for today, which is thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you, by the way, for your beautiful emails. And the website for today's talk and every week's talk is (laughs) www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you for being with us on this wonderful exploration. And I will see you next week. Take good care. Bye-bye.